This is Lindsay Williams, and you're listening to the Drunkard United Show. Bless your little cotton socks. Dog days of summer ahead of us, Sammy. It's, yeah, it's um, been hot this last week or two. <laughs> well, that's good. It's going to get heated in the studio tonight, too. I know. You know tell that? me about it. I just got to tell you, I'm reminded of the uh, words of Mission to Burma, which you have no idea who they fucking are. Not a chance. Just stay as far from me as me from you. Well, let's start the show. <laughs> no problem there. Hello and welcome to the Drunken United Football Show, a completely biased recap of the English Premier Fo- uh, English Premier League as I stumble all over my words, as told by two common American schmucks. I am your host, Sam Houston, and across the way from me is uh, someone who can actually speak the English language, unlike me, Sam Graham. Samuel, how are you doing today? Doing how's it going, you? <laughs> Didn't want you to feel left out, my friend. Oh, thank you. I mean, it's, it's uh, we're behind the curtain. We're starting to work with a little bit of live broadcasting here, and uh, I was so focused on not fucking up the beginning that I completely fucked, fucked up, up the beginning, the yeah. part that I say all the time. Um, we the re- one thing about the show that doesn't fucking change, <laughs> and I yeah. fucked it up. Brilliant. Um, and I have a piece of paper in front of me to tell me everything. I'm right, saying, one of the only parts better. that's actually scripted as well. Yeah, and I completely fuck it up. Fantastic. So I'm amazing. We're recording at Studio H just outside our nation's capital. You can check us out on all podcast platforms. Please subscribe, rate, and review. Should you want to chat, there are many ways that you can, especially for anybody new to the show. We would love to hear from you. Sammy, tell the good people how they can get in touch. Uh, Sure. We're at DU Football Show on um, all the social medias. It's Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And then DUFootballShow at gmail.com to get in touch via email. Uh, And I did... Have a little bit of correspondence from our boy John S. Oh, fabulous! Who I always say? screw up with the uh, with the Greek John, right. who actually doesn't listen to us. Right. Uh, <laughs> um, just the, we were just but chatting back and forth about the Chelsea. Greek John and, gives me cigars, so I like the Greek John quite a bit. Yeah. Oh. Um, just chatting back and forth about Chelsea a little bit and what they're going to do and if Frank Lampard's going to fail and then a uh, a picture that I hope is photoshopped because uh, old Frankie looks a bit old. Uh, oh, out there on the Chelsea training pitch. Mm. Not sure what happened, but he looks like he aged about 30 years in a week, um, which was uh, very funny, of course. And then there was another one um, that apparently FIFA's decided that teams whose supporters are guilty of racist behavior automatically forfeit the match if the referee decides to abandon it. I Googled it. It's true. Um, so hopefully, I don't know how enforceable it really is because you could always get people buying tickets to other to rival teams' games and then being racist just to get or a points deduction precisely. for that for that side. So I don't know how they're going to police it. I don't know what they're going to do about it. But I Googled it, and it's real. At least three different credible news sources said it was true. So it's not just a meme or, you know, not just a, a random tweet by someone. It would be interesting it's to see real. how it gets enforced. Yep. Um, or as I like to say, you can always just drive your happy ass on over here, as is the case of both of our guests tonight. Um, first off, we have uh, returning to the show, uh, Paul, our Brighton supporter. Paul, how you doing? I'm doing great. How are you? Fantastic. And we also have uh, Brad. Brad, how are you doing? I am doing well, thank Excellent. you. Excellent. And who do you support? Uh, I am feeling glad all over supporting Crystal Palace. <laughs> Aren't, aren't you two kind of rivals or something in the fake Derby of the Premier League? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so um, and normally this is where I say something insulting about both of your teams and then kind of go into it. But we got a whole hour of our time we're going to waste talking over the finer points of who's going to finish 15th anyway. So who really fucking cares? <laughs> Sam and I both work in the wine and spirits industry and uh, both have a deep, passionate love for distilled spirits. So as the red-blooded Americans we are, we're going to have a drink in our hand throughout this show and every show. Sammy, what are we sipping on tonight? Uh, so we got one of mine tonight. Let me stress that it is one of my brands. 
Because uh, it used to be one of mine, <laughs> you thieving bastard. <laughs> uh, we've got Suerte at Blanco Tequila. Comes in at 80 proof. I'm going to run you between $29.99 and $32.99 on the shelf. Um, this one is 100% agave, of course, uh, and you'll know it because it's got a big rabbit on the label. Uh, suerte actually means luck in Spanish. Um, and the reason for the rabbit is, uh, as the legend goes, there was a family um, that was making agave nectar, left a barrel outside uh, or a bucket outside overnight. It fermented. Um, and in the morning, they noticed the rabbits coming up and drinking the sweet nectar and then wandering off drunk. Uh, afterwards, and they said, we could make liquor out of this, <laughs> and thus tequila was born, um, and Suerte being lucky that they, they found this uh, this sweet nectar of the gods. So I just figured the rabbit was because tequila makes you bone like bunnies. <laughs> Not quite, although true, and an interesting take. <laughs> y- y- you don't have a mute button, but fucking mute yourself. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we are drinking it in a the Paloma cocktail. already coming in. We're drinking it in a Paloma cocktail this evening. Sammy wanted to tell everybody what a Paloma is. It is one of my favorite summertime drinks. Um, well, there's a lot of ways you can make a Paloma, but ultimately a Paloma is tequila and grapefruit juice with some kind of fizz. Um, the simplest way to do it, honestly, is just go out and buy a six-pack of squirt grapefruit soda yeah. and some tequila. Love some squirt. Mix it like you would a rum and coke, and it's freaking great. Or... You can do it um, like what we did, which was with uh, grapefruit juice, and uh, we put a little jalapeno in it to give it some spice as well, shook it like it owed us money, um, and then tapped it off with some soda water. There's also a little bit of orange liqueur in there, too, to help balance the sweetness of of the drink as well, because I've talked about it before, something strong, something weak, something sour, something sweet. It needs to have balance in a drink. So, But um, my personal favorite, uh, if I'm going to drink tequila or mezcal, and I'm going to do it in a cocktail form, it's almost always a Paloma. It's yeah. Just a freaking kick-ass drink. For sure. And I always like spicing mine up with a little bit of jalapeno, which you uh, so graciously did for me uh, with the jalapeno that I brought down from my home. All right. Let's get into a whole lot of hate, people. We got a rivalry show. Sounds good. Cheers. Cheers. That was dainty. That last one was terrible. Yeah, it was quite dainty, wasn't it? <laughs> so um, let's see here. Paul, Brighton Hove Albion, the Seagulls. Proved to be the great escape artists for uh, last season as they edged out Cardiff City and survived. Are you upset with the club's absolute plummet in the second half of the season, or are you just relieved that they stayed the fuck up? I'm relieved that they stayed the fuck up. I am surprised at how well we did in the first half of the season, which made the second half of the season... I wouldn't say bearable, but it made it a little bit more realistic. I think that that was definitely much more where we were, not necessarily how bad we were, but kind of just scratching out any result we can, especially against Palace. Those six points were huge, man. Thank you. Um, That was... I would say it's how bad you were. (laughs) You were pretty bad, too. Thanks again for the six points. I'm going to keep saying that, yeah. Um, I was there for the the first game. That was, oh, man, 3-1. Wow. Ten men? Ooh. That was... Uh, I could talk about that for hours, but and we don't have very off. much time, so... Yeah, I mean, it's your only trophy, so keep talking. <laughs> uh, all right. Anywho... <laughs> the Sam Allardyce trophy. <laughs> so, but anywho, back to the, the original question at hand. Um, I, I definitely... I'm disappointed with how last season went. I think any Brighton supporter, anybody who would be in that position would be disappointed, but I think that... You're just staying up was the goal again. It's disappointing to be as low as we were, but just staying up was the goal. I think that this year, hopefully, we can get something going 
It's a little bit more. Does the um, FA Cup semifinal appearance does that take a little bit of a burn off of the uh, of the edge? Does it make it you know? Does it make it feel a little easier knowing that you guys had success in the cup? It does. It it was definitely something that gave the club a lot of pride <laughs> in the moment, but it also I think hindered us in the league because <laughs> we were so focused on progressing in the FA Cup that you know that's extra games we have to play. It's extra miles on the players. You know, legs and everything. It's just hmm. something else that that took our focus off of it. So, so yeah, we we've talked about it a lot with those cup runs that they can either galvanize a team or they can put an unnecessary stress on a team. Yeah. Um, you look at what happened to Burnley at the start of the season with playing in the Europa League for the first time. Those extra games killed them, um, and they started off so poorly. Uh, and I think the latter stages of the FA Cup, especially being so with such a thin squad and being so reliant on Glenn Murray to score goals, that it kind of fucked you in the end. Um, uh, for the league, and you would have been, in my opinion, at least a little bit safer, a little bit quicker, uh, if it wasn't for that that deep cup run. I'm curious, was it cool finally going to Wembley? Because after the you know a few years prior in the playoffs, after we went down there and kicked your ass <laughs> and beat you at the Amex, you didn't get to go. So was it nice to finally get that trip? <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> He's giddy. I'm seeing a different vein from Houston over there today. <laughs> Wait, you can see it? Good on you. You guys might want to have another question. Yeah. I think that one died. So, yeah. um, no answer there. Well, well I, would, I was going to say that we... We, we, we certainly thought, Sam and I, particularly going into December, we were talking about where we thought Brighton was like, his team could challenge for top 10. Like, it seemed like everything was clicking. Certainly the depth of squad seemed to hurt it. But I think let's go ahead and get into more of what the offseason's been already. Um, you know, they've moved on from a lot of older players, which seems to have been the right move. Um, they've made some decent signings. But the biggest thing is uh, Chris Hutton moves on mm-hmm. and you bring in Graham Porter as a manager. Uh, what are your feelings on that? And what kind of style do you think he's going to bring to the club? I was to really talk about Chris <laughs> Hutton first. He was just an absolute class act. Great steward for the club. I was really, really upset to see him go. Um, but I definitely think that we needed a different direction. He was very focused on a defensive style, and it's just not very pretty to look at. And it wasn't really doing the job for us last year. Graham Potter's coming in. He grew up with the you know in the fourth tier of Swedish football, got Ostersund to beat Arsenal. At the Emirates in the Europa League, Sam. <laughs> they still got knocked out of the Europa League, and we still advanced. So at the end of the day, <laughs> but but didn't that just feel terrible when that happened? Anyway, uh, every being an Arsenal supporter <laughs> the last three seasons has felt terrible. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> don't 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 bring up Arsenal. He's gonna uh, here do we it go. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fucking <laughs> own here we go. Show, okay. Here we go. So if you want to beat Arsenal at the Emirates, <laughs> I mean, just <laughs> we can do that for you. <laughs> Just come support Palace. If, if you'll do it for me, I'll, I'll gladly take the three points. Now, it was terrible. It was terrible to have to rely on you guys at the end of the season last year. Yeah. But we stayed up, so you know what? Cognitive dissonance. Anyway. Oh. Yeah, back to uh, back to, back Porter. to Graham Potter. I, Potter I'm sorry. I am really excited with the way that he sets up his teams. Swansea last year, they were a pretty bare-bones team, came into the championship. They were pretty much left for dead. They were basically another Sunderland waiting to happen, and they finished 10th. They were playing attacking football. They really 
tried to compete and they really they almost made the playoffs in the end mm-hmm. um so i think that you know obviously he doesn't have experience as a manager in the premier league but i think that we have a lot of players who can be attacking players they can have that you know they have goals in them <coughs> jahan Baksh, uh Lacadia. they have we have the ability to score goals we just weren't looking for that last year we oh i remember to- uh anthony knockhart's Gorgeous, gorgeous hit towards the end of the season. Abs- he was cu- oh. cutting in from the uh, from the right side uh, on his left foot. I believe that was oh. in uh, one was, of those made-up derbies, right? It was in Sellers Park, I think. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, I think so. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah, that was absolutely brilliant, though, that goal. Yeah, was. That, that was a beautiful goal. He should have been out of the game 30 seconds in with a straight red, but it was a <laughs> Well, he was goal. a couple of games later with that two-footed challenge <laughs> yeah, on that Yeah, well, it should have happened. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I agree a lot of your players have goals in them because they didn't use any of them last year. So they're still well, there. I mean, that, that's that's part of the thing. I mean, with with the defensive style of play, there was a lot of players I think that wanted to express mm-hmm. themselves. I think that's absolutely accurate. There's a lot of players that wanted to express yep. themselves that couldn't because they were. It, it's almost like Chris Hooten. I mean, he did what he had to do to stay up, right? Right, but it, it, it's almost like he studied too much, like a Jose Mourinho style of football. You know, to be honest with you, we were now so, good thing it didn't we come with all the crazy it. ass bullshit that we were Mourinho talking about. It. Like, so we were talking about it at the end of the season. The whole time we were just, whenever we talked about Brighton, it was like, "Here's our game plan: you aren't fucking scoring on us. Yeah, exactly. so exactly. this game exactly. will end zero zero because we're yeah. not letting you score." And, and, and it proved it proved to work. It got them out they, yeah. they stayed and, and like i said the only the only thing is is they've relied too heavily on knockhart to create everything and glenn murray to finish everything and at 37 years old it's just not going to be the consistency you know that there was at the start of the season i mean it was great the first 10 12 games and then couldn't find a goal to save his fucking life right you know and i think that's where one of your signings so far um i don't really know the guy but leonardo uh Trissard, uh was brought in from mm. gank um, and an un- uh, for an undisclosed fee, he's a forward player. So maybe to provide some other sort of option. I don't. I've never seen the guy play. I don't really know much about I him think, to be honest. With I think you. it ended up being about seventeen million for the. Yeah, it was about fifteen side. million pounds. Okay. Yeah. Um. But well, with that and then also the addition of Matt Clark from mm-hmm. uh, Portsmouth as well, mm-hmm. it seems like you're putting you're picking up the right people for the right positions. Another wing player to kind of help create a little bit more, not put it all on Knockhart, who can be a bit inconsistent at times. Right. Um, what do you think of the signings so far? I'm encouraged by them. I, I definitely think that with, and the speculation is wild and abundant, especially today with Lewis Dunk yeah. potentially leaving the club. I think that we do definitely need more uh, backup at center back. So Matt mm-hmm. Clark comes in. He was a club captain at Portsmouth. He did really well there. So he's coming in. He's going to shore up that uh, that position. Um, so our defense is going to be strong yet again. From the little um, bit I saw of Portsmouth, he mm-hmm. he rubs me as the mold of exactly what Duncan Duffy are, which yeah, are exactly. two big yeah. take-no-shit center backs exactly. that are just well, going to keep you out. The other thing with Duncan Duffy, just in general, and the potential move of Dunk away, all is going to hinge on Harry Maguire and his future. Yeah, maybe it really uh, comes down to that. Honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Um, now, do you think that there's another move in the club to kind of bring another striker along, or do you think that guy's on the bench, even though they weren't putting the ball in the net for you last year? There have been talks about potentially a striker coming in if we do sell Dunk with that money that we'd get from the Dunk sale. Mm-hmm. So I think that that would be a step in the right direction. I think that's definitely something that we need. Um, but assuming we don't, assuming we just stick with what we have, um, you know, I think that the 
the signing of Leandro Trissard this summer definitely gives us more options up front. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, using Pascal Gross again, his form from a couple yeah, years Pascal ago would Gross be absolutely player. fantastic to get his form back. He was injured a lot last season. Right. Uh, Jose Izquierdo again coming back. He's been injured pretty much most of last season. So him, mm-hmm. his pace coming in on the wings. Um, and then if we could get Jurgen Lacadia, if we could get Florin Andone, <clears throat> excuse me, to find the form that we think that they have coming in from PSV and from uh, uh, La Coruña. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that you know they, they showed glimpses of it, especially in the League Cup and the, the FA Cup the last couple of years. But you know, I, th- I think that you know, obviously, Glenn Murray's getting older. It's not necessarily going to be something that we can rely on his consistent goal scoring. So I think that we need another striker to come in, um, whether that's Lacadia or Andoni, or if we sign somebody with Dunk's money, then I think well, that's there's, that's there's also that we a need. fair few, and I've said this about some of the kind of lower end of the mid-table clubs, just in general, uh, players on the market. Danny Welbeck, who's now fit, got released by Arsenal, so he's clubless. You get him on a free. Um, uh, this guy from Liverpool, why am I blanking on his name? Sturridge. Daniel Sturridge, thank yeah, you. Um, free as well. And, you know, we saw that a little bit. I mean, he was injured, but that was kind of what I got the feeling from the lone move to West Brom a couple seasons ago, was as a medium-sized fish in a really big pond, they didn't really do well. <laughs> But maybe as a big fish in a small pond could really thrive, being the main right. guy, getting the games, getting the consistency. Hmm. You saw that from Mitchy Bashuai, where uh, at, at Chelsea, he's been lost amongst the shuffle each time that he actually played for the club. And then going out on loan a few times, most recently to Palace, proved to be an excellent player and an excellent right. signing. Well, the uh, the other thing you have to wonder about there, too, is when, when it comes down to th- those players sound nice because they're on a free – but how much of wages are they exactly. going to demand is exactly. the biggest thing, and, and that's it can't it can't be much with with clubs like like yourselves. You right. it can't be a hundred thousand dollar man. It that's just something can't that be. we haven't really yeah. done much of in past years. Is we haven't really been looking for players who are coming in who have you know may, maybe they're past their prime. Maybe it's you know a, a Darren Bent that comes in mm-hmm. and is at the end of his career. He's not really doing very well. And we just get him because he's a big flashy name and he's just kind of sitting on a bench somewhere. We don't really go for those players. So I don't think that that's necessarily something that we're looking to do, even though another club like, you know, like like Palace might do that. Um, <laughs> but you know, I think it, we, we definitely like to develop our players. We like to develop young players. So Trissard, again, coming in, I think that that's definitely something that would really fit our club profile in terms of our scouting a little bit more than, you know, signing a, a big name just because it's there. So my, right. I mean it's a tremendous bargaining chip to be honest with you that they've been released from their contracts. Yeah. You know, where you could say obviously you weren't good enough to cut it. I'm not paying you the 120 grand a week. I'll pay you 70 or a very incentive-based contract where right. you, you got to come in I'll as, pay right, you more money. Right. So we'll give you 40 grand a week it could rise to 100,000 if XYZ expectations are met. You right. know, or we stay up and finish between tenth and twelfth. We'll give you a million pound bonus at the end of the season. Right. That sort of thing. You know, hey, I don't know. I'm, I'm just saying that there's there's quality available. I now, definitely. I, I think that that's that being said, their injury record isn't great, right, and right, I understand right, that. Right. But you know, with that, I, I just think it's a, a powerful bargaining tool with their injury record. The fact that they were released from their contracts, mm-hmm. um, I, I think it's a massive thing that that clubs in that sort of, <laughs> you know, I'd say. 10th to 15th kind of range could bargain and could do revive your career here. Come be it, you know, 
Come mm-hmm. be the the god, you know. Come um, have your picture on everybody's fireplace in all of Brighton. You've seen Jermaine Defoe also, do that with many clubs. Yeah, ex- so ex- you know, it's it's. <laughs> Especially on the South Coast too, at Pompey, <laughs> right. and uh, uh, with uh, with old Harry before he drove the club into the ground, right. and um, uh, and most recently with Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, here's a, here's a question to pose for all of you. Then um, this is not related towards Brighton, but with these players that are on freeze and the way that the um, table, the, the way the transfer window has changed now to being August one, do we think maybe some of these players don't get signed till after? The transfer window closes and maybe these players are waiting for that moment because it's like, you know, I can take a few extra weeks off. I can sit there and wait and I can probably get a better payday if I wait for the transfer window to end. Yeah. Last year, Palace went into the season with at least one, maybe two spots open on their roster. Mm -hmm. Um, They ended up using one of them to eventually re-sign Bakary Sacco. but yeah, I think they just a, released right again. Yeah. But that's that's a strategy that I do think some of the teams in our kind of that bracket, that ten to fifteen range, I do think they're starting to employ that. Like keep that slot there, and you go down to it deadline day. Sense. Like we had, we had guys, <coughs> uh, we had people coming to our, uh, you know, we had people coming. On deadline day to sign, deals fell through. Now we have that roster spot. Let's see what happens over the next week or two. And, and they even waited till after those first couple of games and tried to see what they could get done with a with a free. And, and then they didn't do Sacco for a, a, like a month or two. And then right. big clubs love to show up on deadline day and go, here's $100 million. Here's fuck you money. Will you sell us your guy? And you're right. kind of let the club goes – well, I'm not going to be able to spend this money till the next window, but I I got to do it because this doesn't just fix my roster. This fixes yeah. my new stand. Like this, this is changing money. And I need to do it. You and can't it be guaranteed that Dunk's not going to get a huge life <laughs> and life ending or like career threatening injury in that mm-hmm. time. So it makes yeah. sense to sell him now. You got to make the of, money on him while you, you can. Know, yeah. He tears yeah. his ACL and his career's over. Or, yeah. or or with Dunk a life ending <laughs> arrest. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's let's get to, let's uh, keep wrong. Going. Dunk. That's Duncan Ferguson. You're talking about. Wrong. <laughs> he won't no. get arrested. He'll no. beat the fucking cops up to show him to arrest him. <laughs> He'll tell him to That's fuck a- off. <laughs> He'll go. You all fuck off, and they'll go. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> walk away. Um, so, how do you think it's going to fare for um, Brighton this season? Where do you think you stay up? Where do you think you finish in the table? How do you think it goes for you? I definitely do think we stay up. Um, I think it's going to be, excuse me. Um, I think it's going to be a lot easier than last year, not easier, but it's going to be a lot less dramatic. I think at the end of the season and I don't, hopefully I don't think that we're going to rely on palace. Although, uh, that was, that left a bitter taste in my mouth, just like this drink. Apparently it's Um, definitely about to leave a bitter taste in your mouth. That was the other piece of correspondence. That was funny. Did you see that? Our boy Taylor sent us. Oh yeah. The new, uh, uh, Newcastle uh, sponsor sponsor for Newcastle United. Malort. He put the Malort logo on the front of the strip. It was very funny. Photoshop. That was excellent. So, um, but but yes, I, I think that, you know, I'm going to say 13th. Okay. Safe, but 
you know. So I'm going to pass the shot of Malort to you, and this is because um, good job on losing your way <laughs> to safety, because it wasn't like you did yourself any favors and won any fucking games. Palace it just, did some favors, though, um, so it's okay. Yeah, Cardiff kept losing for you, so that's for you. I'll take uh, yeah. Neil Warnick uh, losing. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and, and as uh, Brad sits there and giggles, we're going to have to whoop as I knock it into here. Yeah. I'm going to pour him a shot as well, because, well... Your team's the bunch of idiots that dropped six points to the fucking yeah. team that lost its way to safety. <laughs> well, so uh, you both Jim. deserve it. Also did uh, one of the funniest own goals I've ever seen in my life. Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God, that that tastes like losing to Brighton. <laughs> <laughs> that tastes like being a Palace fan. <laughs> I love that they both our, brought their shovels. Our, our newest, our newest thing has been uh, it's uh, Mike Ashley in a bottle. But I, yeah. I, I oh. agree, I agree with both those sentiments. The, the, the beauty is, is when we come out of the next break, the bile taste that's in your throat right now will still be with you. No. <laughs> will they or won't they? Zaha. That was our favorite saying to uh, describe Crystal Palace last year. It seemed like it was always, uh, you know, that was everything rode on what Zaha would do. But perhaps it should have been, uh, can we play all, like every single one of our games on the road? Because apparently you couldn't win at Selhurst Park, but you could beat the shit out of everybody, like city Away. and city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went at the MX, though. <laughs> I was going to say it basically depends on whether or not Zaha got carded for diving or they actually awarded a penalty. One of the two. Doesn't matter. He'll be an Arsenal player by the end of the week, so you, you know what? That's interesting. So Neither of those things have... happen. Never got carded for diving, and we... won't ever be at Arsenal. Yeah, we don't have the money for that. Yeah, we, we're broke. Hey, wait for a free. Hey. <laughs> no, we only let players leave on free. That's, right. That's... That's right. And yet again, he figures out a way to, uh, you know, bring it all back to yeah, Arsenal. I got Arsenal in, so. I'm going to sit back for the next couple of minutes. Enjoy your beer? Okay, I hear you. So, um, but when you look at the season, it started off so terribly, and you're kind of like, what the fuck's going to be of this team? And then you look at the end, and you're three points off a tenth. Yeah. You know, uh, what did you think of the season as a whole? Well, I mean, you can't say a season started off terrible for Palace if we didn't lose our first seven games without scoring a goal. So this <laughs> season, that last season started off great compared to the previous season. Um <laughs> That coach now in MLS yeah. at Atlanta United. Yeah, Frank, yeah. Frank and look what he's doing there. Yeah, um, driving that team right into fucking dirt. He's the worst. He's deboring to watch. He was horrible with us. He's horrible at Atlanta. Um, and the season was boring. Yeah. For a, a lot of Palace fans, you talked about Fortress Selhurst, which has become a fortress for the away team. Um, <laughs> I actually heard today that we have the most games we won at home in, in this current stretch in the Premier League, which is our longest now going into our, I believe, our seventh straight season in the Premier The most games we won at home was our first season, and we have won fewer games each successive season. Ooh, not good. And yet. The the anti-Bournemouth. Yeah. And yet, and yet we keep going up in the, in the table. We were actually... Um, one spot lower in the table this year, but we had the most points we've ever earned in the Premier League. This do, past you, do you feel like you're finally an established Premier League team, or are you just waiting for the other shoe to drop? No, I feel like we're established, but I don't feel like we're progressing. Okay. At the same time. Um, I feel like we are stagnant. 
Mm-hmm. Um, so this summer, obviously, we sold our player of the year. Right. Juan Bissaka is gone. We got 45 plus five, so roughly 50 million for a guy we brought up from our academy that came out of nowhere who only got on our team because of an incredible injury crisis. We had 12 players hurt, and we don't have that kind of depth. You can't have 12 (laughs) players hurt. So when he came up, Roy Hodgson didn't know who he was, and he immediately had to play three of the top six teams and was amazing from the start. I have a feeling as old as he is, Roy Hodgson doesn't know most of your squad. <laughs> he doesn't. Although, you know, you know what, so he, he, doesn't, se- he knows numbers. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's all he needs. I say on a serious note, though, uh, the boy's charm of an old man. Obviously, there was only the two uh, 70-year-olds in the Premier League last mm-hmm. season, and yeah. Roy Hodgson and um, and Neil Warnock, but only one of them was a decent fucking manager. Uh, <laughs> and he's still there. Yeah. <laughs> he's still there. <laughs> That's right. And... Um, a lot better at dancing, as I understand it, than uh, than Alan than Pardew, Pardew. Uh, doing, yeah. the, uh, doing yeah. the old shuffle down there at Palace yeah. years ago. That was another time we were at Wembley. <laughs> so um, the big question, <laughs> yeah, do you keep Zaha or does he walk? Does somebody just come along with two bagfuls of money? Well, it's not Arsenal. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, it won't right. be Arsenal. <laughs> no, we got to lower the price of uh, Modelo at LA Stadium by two dollars. So we have nothing. <laughs> we have nothing to fucking spend this summer. I, heard. I, there, I don't see how in the world they sell both of their best assets in one window and try and tell their fan base, yeah, we're we're staying up in the Premier League, but we don't need Wambasaka or Zaha. And they so we are traditionally a team that buys one or two players in the final like 15 minutes of the window, right? Mm-hmm. So the last two years coming into the summer, Parrish has said we have to do our business early. Hasn't done it. This year they sell Juan Basaka early. We get fifty million, and so far we've used that fifty million to bring in a third string goalkeeper. That's got to be a touch discouraging. So Stephen considering Hen- you don't Stephen even Henderson really have a- is his name. Uh, it is, and I believe that was the player that uh, helped beat Arsenal as a goalkeeper. Mm-hmm. Uh, the player that helped beat Arsenal in the third round of the FA Cup two seasons ago. Ah, yeah, I think he was in net for that. I believe when the Americans scored. <laughs> Uh, two goals. The right back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That yeah he also came to Selhurst last year in the FA Cup, and we beat him like six nil. So we were that, like, "That guy's good. Yeah. Sign him up." And uh, Kieran Kieran Dal also scored one. The uh, the Loney from Everton in that yes, match too. In I that game, that, but yeah. it was uh, the Middlesbrough. It was three one, and yeah. uh, Welbeck scored our only goal. Uh, if I re- or might have been Eddie and Ketia, I don't remember one of the two. But uh, yeah, that was a pitiful performance again. <laughs> So, so back to Arsenal. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, so look, we, oh, we, I do have a question. Yeah, I heard yeah. about this the other day. Um, uh, it happened a couple of seasons ago, but some drunk idiot in the stands at Selhurst yeah. Park tried to punch the fucking eagle as it flew around. Yeah, that happened. Why? Because he was a drunk idiot. <laughs> <laughs> or because he was a Palace fan, so they just punch <laughs> anything that moves. <laughs> he probably thought it was a seagull. <laughs> not you know, not you know, as bad. Not probably as bad. thought it was a Palace player. So uh, you yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. if I punch him, it'll be better. Uh, that not happened one not time as too. bad as the Newcastle fan that actually punched a police horse yeah. outside of St. James Park. So, that same earlier that season. Did you know that um, <laughs> Brighton's nickname, Seagulls, do you know where they got that? 
Mm. From the the seagull at the traffic cam? (laughs) No, that that was awesome, that video. No, it was because Palace fans were so loud chanting Eagles at the Brighton game that they needed something to drown them out. So they just switched their mascot two years after we did to be something that sounded like Eagles. So it sounded like their fans cheering. No, actually, that's actually what happened. Huh. Yeah. The look of Paul's (laughs) <laughs> now I would normally be here to set the record straight. However, however, it is a lot better than not really having a nickname at all, and it is better than being a Palace fan. So, where are the Eagles in London? By the way, I I, I don't know if they're are they yeah, aren't are they, they American there? Bald Eagles? I thought that. I mean, I know that there's a Raven Master well, at the castle, but I don't know about any eagles. I know that there are at least fantastic. seagulls in Brighton, so that makes okay. sense. That does, that, that does make sense. So how's Chelsea going to do this year? Oh. How's Chelsea going to do this year? Yeah, I mean, assume that's who you really support. Oh. oh. Uh, okay. uh, uh, jeez. Oh, Jesus. This how's is... Barcelona going to do this year? Oh. <laughs> you... Yes. Are you... from two years ago? Uh, re- okay. All right. Yeah. There you go. Jesus Christ, this is fun. <laughs> <laughs> I love it every moment. Sam, of are you ready? Are you, are you ready to wrestle? Are you ready to wrestle this back? All right. So oh, what I'm saying so is, awesome. we need to we need to replace Juan Basaka. Okay. Very we good. need a right back. Okay. So I was going to say the following: um, the roster is good. Yeah. Not great, but yeah. good, and there seems to be a little bit of depth in positions. Where Finally. where do you? Uh, it's. I feel like you like Wayne Hennessy should not be the he's backup. not he's yeah like so I think uh, Sam your boy your boy's gone uh who Julian Speroni yeah I know I know I loved I know. him he was the best <laughs> he was the best Mister I'm a back of the Premier League <laughs> <laughs> but um what where would you kind of pinpoint as places you think the club I mean obviously yeah. the right back with, with Basaka leaving where do you think the club really needs to pinpoint some uh, some signings. I mean, it's the same thing we've needed for two years. We need a striker. Mm-hmm. Benteke had a great year two years ago mm-hmm. um, and scored every goal he had left in his body, apparently. Yeah. Um, and then he <laughs> had 15 That's the truth. in the Premier League two years ago. He, I think he had two last year. Um, and they were like accidents. Right. <laughs> Whenever right. he attempted to shoot on target, Rosette. Yeah, and then, but, <laughs> or out for a throw-in. And then, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then um, so last year we... Traditionally, as we're hours away from the window closing in January, brought in uh, Batshuayi um, on a loan. It was like, who's close? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like well, nobody's Chelsea. Can any? Can John Cross yeah. bring anyone in his helicopter Who can get with here him in the last thirty yeah. minutes? I was right. going to say it was Loftus Cheek the season before. It, it was. was the Chelsea uh, season yeah. saver for it, their team. It's it's almost like they just go on Google Maps and check the traffic. Is like, like all right, well, the, the traffic from yeah. Stanford. Well, the the traffic from Stamford Bridge to here is the least congested. So <laughs> let's see if Chelsea's got anybody for us. January January <laughs> transfer window. They're going to be yeah. like, send us Ross Barkley. <laughs> but it, so so. We brought in Batshuayi, and he did great. And if you look at from that day forward, 17 games to end the season, not a small sample size, the table from that day forward, Palace is fourth Mm. in the league. So you fill that position for us, we're a solid team. 
You just need to get someone that will so sit up front and consistently score. We goals just for you. handed you forty-five million dollars. Go spend it on somebody that can put the ball in the net. That actually brings me to the next question: Does that money go towards personnel, or I know that there's a lot of like I listened to uh, overseas. There's the Red yeah. and Blue podcast. Uh, they were talking a lot about the stadium needing a lot right. of upgrades, and those upgrades equal more asses in the seats. Those right. more asses in the seats equals more money in the door. It's it's just. It's different for a team that's not in the top six. That um, just that's me. that's not always true. I could attest to that. We have, <laughs> we have a sold out sixty thousand capacity stadium. We don't have a fucking dime to spend. <laughs> uh, that's that that's that's because your well, Amex a has a, they have, <laughs> Amex is a beautiful stadium that's filled for half a game too. <laughs> uh, see, we can just focus on on Arsenal though. We I do see. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. I had I had a joke and I don't want to let it let it go to waste. You do have arse in your name, but you don't have arses in the seats. I, true, <laughs> that's but true. But back to Palace at, at the library. The, yeah. Exactly, exactly. That. But back to Palace because he brought me in. <laughs> well, I didn't know you were going that way. I've been with you for once. We already have a stadium, so yeah. why would we need to renovate it? Unlike. The toilet bowl that's in South London. It's been there forever. Right, Selhurst Park. It's a fantastic place to watch a game. Well, I, I, I'm it still pissed off. DC United left RFK. I there's a certain right romance about a stadium that's fallen over. <laughs> RFK Seriously, was so much agree. fun to watch a match. No, at. that's what I'm saying. Great. Seriously, I mean, look at half the stadiums in Italy are falling apart because none right. of the clubs own the stadiums, right? right. Except Juventus had just built theirs, but um, they're also double as as uh, athletics places so they have a, a full track and everything else you're miles mm-hmm. away from the pitch um which is like if you go to napoli it's the second yeah. tier the clubs the club tier and the upper stand are the only ones that get filled there's nobody in the lower bowl right because you can't see the fucking thing right down there it's fantastic and the stadium's crumbling yep. and it's italy so there's a pungent pungent smell of weed uh, <laughs> in the stadium which is fucking awesome yeah can't beat that. Mel's about to switch allegiance already. Yeah, right. <laughs> She's like, let's do a... <laughs> yeah. we're, let's we're... do an Italian football yeah, show. Yeah, do they lace their weed with sexy guys? Is that how it works? <laughs> oh, they do. They do. So but, I... but that's one of the reasons why I became a Palace supporter was that fan base, that passion, that piece of crap stadium that just shows that these people, it's part of the community. That's why Zaha's there. He grew up in that neighborhood, in the mm-hmm. shadow of the stadium, and he's still there because of that. Very cool. So then I'm going to pose to you the same question that I uh, posed to uh, Paul. Where How- will Brighton finish? I can oh, tell you that. Well. <laughs> Where? Yes. Yeah. We all agree. Yeah. 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 Sorry, yeah, sorry, Alan. We are losing faith in the Toon Army really oh, fast with, with, with what uh, Mike Ashley's doing. I'm surprised. You know what? I do. I started to do a wellness check on Alan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> after, um, but he liked one of our recent Instagram posts, so he's alive and he's, well. He's alive yeah, and he's well. He's doing okay. Very good. So um, okay. how, does, how does this next season go for Palace? Where do you see them finishing? Um, I think they they have the formula figured out. Um, they'll start off in a very mediocre fashion. Last year was their first season in the Premier League where they did not spend a single week in the re- relegation zone. So there's your progress. I take it back. We are progressing. Um, but I think it'll be the same kind of thing. A lot of weeks in the in the teens, um, second half they'll raid Chelsea or Arsenal and bring somebody to the 
below the river in London. And just like the last 20 years, we'll finish above Brighton. And he says 13. So uh, we've been 11, 12, 13 range the last few years. Let's throw out all the stops and have the year of our lives and go nine. Ninth. Okay. But it's really going to be 11. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. <laughs> that's very ambitious of you. Yeah, it is. Uh, so it is. I, I will say um, the season opens for you at Selhurst mm-hmm. Park against uh, yeah. my toffees. It does. I plan Ooh. on a really not exhilarating, like, nil-nil draw or Zaha one, gets one a One nil in penalty. the 88th. Yeah. Pe- early on, Zaha draws a penalty. Milivojevic puts it away easily. Of course. Never misses. I don't we, know. Sammy, we you dominate got- the rest of the game. Game and score on something really shitty in the 84th and it ends up 1-1 right. and we all just feel disappointed and go to ourselves football's ba- back? Yeah. back? Okay. New season? Yeah. Now, That's gonna I'd be love us. to yeah. see that. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the Stone Cold Killer uh, ah. Jordan Pickford against Mr. Automatic That would be fun. That would be a good penalty yeah. duel. Yep. I'm going to need Milivojevic to take a thousand steps up like Paul Pogba, though, because <laughs> I want that duel to last as long as possible. <laughs> I was going to say, it's the reason why he doesn't miss penalties is because he actually just runs up to the fucking ball that. and kicks it. That's true. And you know what? Um, one of your uh, Mr. Automatic from yesteryear, Mile Yednak, is available as well. That's right. He That's right. Got, There's a uh, lot of go. people that want him back. Yeah, if he, that happens, I will take my game worn. Uh, Luca jersey off the wall that he handed me after a match last year. I'll throw it on just in time so that the magic happens and and he'll put it in the back of the net. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm still leaning towards more of a nil nil snooze yeah. fest of a draw that we all just you know it's at sell it's at Selhurst they'll lose one nil. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that, that is true. And it'll feel like a uh, as I've used the term before an unenthusiastic hand job. <laughs> <laughs> much, much like the two clubs we've been talking about. Oh! It's time to tell you what little we know. It's speculation time. Sammy, what do you got for us? Not a ton going on. Um, Harry Maguire's accused Leicester of pricing him out of, move, uh, out of a move to Manchester United, but he has officially asked for that move. Uh. Um, still rate him at $90 million. United probably still don't have that money. Uh, so I think uh, Lewis Dunk is safe down in Brighton. I'm okay with that. At least for the time being. Yeah. 45 million pounds sounds good, but Lewis Duncan Brighton Stripe sounds a little bit better. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, Lukaku says there's going to be some sort of breakthrough on his future next week. The fuck knows what that means? <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm still so rooting for the fact that he gets sold on deadline day and United gets the, you know, the old fuck you that they do to everybody else, which is here we're going to give you a hundred million dollars two minutes before the window closes go do something with it yeah i think he's gonna go on loan to palace yeah i was gonna say <laughs> palace for 30 million <laughs> <laughs> just because Ole wants to get rid of him um burnley are apparently in the market for denmark's u21 defender Kim mella uh for seven million in a huge turn of events because the retirement home of the premier league is actually looking at somebody that qualifies for the u fucking 21 mm-hmm. um uh which is a surprise uh, they're also in for Gank's uh, Ukrainian midfielder, Ruslan Malinovsky. 
Sure. He ends yeah. with a Y and an I. Um, <laughs> as we're doing long, crazy Eastern European <laughs> names, uh, the defender for Burnley, uh, uh, Tarkovsky, is Tarkovsky, it? Tarkovsky, yeah. That, I know he's being linked on a move I think as it's well. Tarkovsky. Yeah, Tarkovsky. Tarkovsky. Didn't he write a book? Yeah. I Wasn't just... that war? What is it good for? <laughs> it's a whole lot of skis. <laughs> Seinfeld, Seinfeld reference. Yes, yes. Seinfeld <laughs> reference. <laughs> um. Yeah, so who was linked with him? I uh, It's been a couple of clubs. Uh, I think Man United I was him. in there. Yeah, I wouldn't um, mind him. He's a quality player, in my opinion. <clears throat> yeah. Um, wasn't he the one that got kissed? But No. No. Uh, Ashley I Barnes should... did the kissing. Yeah. yeah, so it wouldn't have been him. Yeah. It, um, was, it was a Bournemouth player. I think it was Frazier that, that uh, Barnes kissed. We're getting hung up on it. Keep going. All, right. All we know is, is a man kissed another grown man on the nose during, <laughs> during a Premier League game. <laughs> and it was the greatest fucking moment of all of our lives, and we're all richer for it. Oddly enough, I'm starting to see that vein again. <laughs> um, <laughs> the top six, uh, minus Chelsea, of course, because they can't sign anyone, are apparently after Russian U21 striker uh, Fedor Shalov. Chalov? Chalov? I'm the name assassin, not you. You should have this shit down. Listen, the Eastern stuff kills me, okay? (laughs) Um, United are not budging on the $150 valuation of Paul Pogba, which could scupper both Real Madrid and Juventus because of their summer spending spree so far. Um, So he'll just be unhappy at United again for another season. That is actually probably the best outcome would be a pissed-off Pogba (laughs) playing. I mean, that's, that's better than a meltdown Mourinho. Yeah. Like, it really that's is. True. It's, that's true. That would just be fucking brilliant. Or, in an 11th hour swoop, Palace gets a double loan move for Lukaku <laughs> and Paul Pogba. Uh, Steve Bruce, as we mentioned earlier, uh, is tipped to become Newcastle's boss um, and also the lowest paid manager in all the land. As the dumpster, dumpster fire continues to, to rage, yeah. just... Jesus Christ, Newcastle supporters, I fucking feel for you. Yeah, God. it's terrible, man. I don't I don't know. Uh, Arsenal and Tottenham are apparently battling out for Saint-Étienne's uh, 18-year-old defender, Willem Saliba. Um, 18 years old? Oh, well, oh, that's right. Wenger doesn't coach your team anymore. I'd say the, the child would be on your team in a heartbeat because, you, you know, Wenger likes little boys. Well, we'd be done because he would have already given him a Snickers bar at the playground, at the training <laughs> ground. But... Um, uh, Celtic are also uh, prepared to reject Arsenal's improved 25 million bid for Kieran Tierney. Okay, um, so, so hold on here. Celtic, <laughs> Celtic says you you do a 20 million dollar bid, and Celtic says no, it's going to be 25. Yeah, and then you go, okay, here's 25. No, it's not going to be 25. Yeah, that's <laughs> also seems how Scot- Scottish people do business just in general. Um, um, rumor rumor mail for us for uh, Everton is a eight million dollar move for Fabian Delph. From uh, City, um, I don't oh. know what the the only problem there is is as we were talking about before. I have a feeling he's going to be a hundred thousand dollar guy a week on the wages, which yeah. which isn't what you want. But for Everton, he's he's much like James Milner in the way of he's a Swiss Army knife player. You can put him at a wing back. You can put him in central mid. You can put him on the wing if you need to. Yeah, and when he's healthy, he's. <clears throat> He's fit. I mean, he's yeah. a, he can run all day as yeah. long as he's not injured. Yeah, is the, you know, the, the, he's the not one of these players me. that tires out frequently and that kind of stuff. What I'm know? what I'm hoping this doesn't uh, equal is that he's coming in to replace uh, Adrisa Gay because apparently PSG is starting to get back into the we want Adrisa Gay uh, talk again, which. 
and in the realm of thirty million, which I mean would be a, a nice sell. But bad coup. but just personally, that that's my favorite player on the squad is Adrisa Gay, and I'd like to see him stay. Hopefully, he does. But oh, well. God, it's almost like <laughs> Shake DJ Khaled is here. Yeah. <laughs> he just rhymed. I heard. <laughs> Idrisa oh. Gay is my favorite player. I want him to stay. <laughs> rip, 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 rip. <laughs> All right. Uh, and lastly, uh, that I have uh, Laurent Koscielny, Arsenal's captain. Apparently didn't want to go to the U.S. Um, and he wants to move back to France. He wants Arsenal to cancel his fucking contract since apparently everyone else gets to leave for free. He wants to leave for free too uh, and go back to either Lorient or uh, Bordeaux. And uh, so he's not in the United States with the rest of the squad, so I won't get to see uh, the boss costs uh, in the two matches I'm going to see at the end of the month. Oh, that sucks. Yep. Him wanting his uh, his contract flat out canceled, um, is that uh, because the club isn't making moves? I don't know what the fuck is going has on. Has he said anything about it? I don't know. He wants to go to power. If... if, <laughs> if, if, if <laughs> excuse me. If anybody's... <laughs> If anybody's contract on his be, tears over there. I know. If anybody's contract should be fucking canceled, it's uh Skodra Mustafi's. Okay. That is a player that deserves to be at fucking Palace to replace Bakary Sako. Uh, another player prone to a ton of gaffes. I, I would have thought that um good old uh, Mustafi would then take up the uh, mantle and become the captain of oh, your squad I, for I will literally I'm going in September, I'll literally burn it down. I will hurl Molotov cocktails at the Emirates if they made Skodra Mustafi fucking captain. Um, we lost six two, but neither of us were there, so I don't know what the fuck to tell you. Apparently, we're in Division One again. <laughs> yeah, Ugh, I was. I excited. was in Vermont with my uh, with my company doing our first half review and uh, drank all the rye whiskey while I was there. So sorry, everybody. There's no more rye whiskey. Sam Houston drank it all. <laughs> um, I was on my deathbed with an apparent bout of uh, with pneumonia, mm-hmm. which I then found out from the radiologist at the lovely patient first in uh, in Baltimore City. I uh, did not get paid to say that. Um, they were excellent to me. Um, okay, so... The radiologist said that I don't have pneumonia. It's I, something viral. I would instead. say we lost because you weren't there to score game winners, and I wasn't there to coach the team, but your brother, Brian, was so gracious to tell us how to the game To give us went, a little recap, so. uh, it was hard they have a fit team. That was the, the first thing. <laughs> yeah, yes, uh, they do. <laughs> which well, is... Welcome back to Division One. Yeah, correct, which is not we're, good for us. We're old. Yeah. They aren't. <laughs> um, he said if we had one more sub, it would have been better, uh, and then Matt in the field instead of a net because Jake took off also um we could have won uh but they couldn't pressure him because they were exhausted uh and they had to save their breath for offense so that's it Uh, just what are you gonna do we're back in d1 we're gonna be uh there thereabouts in the relegation battle much like our illustrious two guests here today yeah um du is gonna be teetering (laughs) on the cusp of uh going down even though there's only six teams in the league and four of them make the playoffs Right. We're going to be in the bottom two. Yeah, <laughs> it's going to yeah. it's it's going to be a challenge. It's not going to so. be good. Um, it's not going to be good. I did have a couple of uh, notable done deals though that I wanted to uh, just quickly mention. Oh, okay. Um, for our our good friend Lindsay, who you may have heard intro into the show today. Bless your little cotton socks. There Thank she you, is. There she is. Uh, uh, Aston Villa signed a couple more people in. Uh, Esri Consa, I don't know why I do this to myself. Esri Consa, uh, and then Courtney uh, Courtney Hoss. <laughs> Sup, Hoss? <laughs> Love that. 
Um, Bournemouth have brought in Lloyd Kelly from Bristol City. Uh, and then Jay Rodriguez got signed by Burnley in Sean Dice's um, <laughs> in Sean Dice's uh, attempt to make the oldest Premier League team that has ever competed. Uh, brought in Jay Rodriguez for ten million from uh, from West Brom. So what I need to make sure that I I do for Sam is is right when the transfer window ends, we got to do a show where he gets really really drunk and I have him recap. All of the transfers, like we did with the midseason this year, oh, that went was, over so well in January. <laughs> it was radio gold. <laughs> was just, he's reading it off of his phone, and it just it I was, was uh, also bloody fucking hammered. It was the best train wreck ever. Oh, it was I terrible. Know, there's a lot of signings from the Eastern European, oh, that was Russia, terrible. And yeah, Ukraine, all the skis and offs oh, you have to oh, fucking yeah. pronounce. It'll be overseas and everything. Oh, it's gonna be great. <laughs> it was bad. It was really bad. Twenty-seven consonants. Yeah, in a, in a row. Yeah. yeah. Ugh. I hate that. It's uh. like Wheel of Fortune, but you don't get RSTL any. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait for one of those. As soon as one says something, the other has to grab the mic. Goes, no. Wait, I'm better he... than you. No, I'm better than you. <laughs> wait, did you say something? Hey, he's in. He knows it. He knows the deal. You know, just, I mean, she can't hit the fucking mute button because she doesn't have a mic, thank God. So um, that about wraps it up for us. So, uh, Sammy, any parting words? You want to recap uh, the internationals? So there's a couple of things. Uh, If you saw the Instagram uh, and Facebook, you'll know that Mexico beat the United States 1-0 in the Gold Cup in the game that was happening while we record uh, last week, uh, while we recorded, since it's happened in the past. Uh, (laughs) Whoa. (laughs) <laughs> um, it was a decent game, to be honest with you. I mean, the U.S., in my opinion, had the better of the chances of the first 20, 25 minutes, but um, couldn't put anything away. Uh, most notably, school. Christian Christian Pulisic's chance, and then Josie Altidore, who, who I don't know why the fuck, fuck is he out the there, um, dragged, dragged a one-on-one wide, didn't even make, uh, uh, what's his name, work. Well, what's yep. his name? Um, Manuel Ochoa. Ochoa, yeah. Sorry. I, I, I would say it seemed like, honestly... I don't want to go so far as to say USA is back because there's still a lot of work to be done. It seemed like their balls dropped. It seemed like <laughs> they had been they had been kind of neutered after Klinsman had left. And this team, for everybody, I know everybody's going to be like, oh, US men suck. They didn't qualify for the last World Cup. That is the exception, not the fucking rule. This team went 5-1, and one, scoring 15 goals, giving up fucking two. They're in the right yeah, direction. And then, and then changed everything for the final because... You know what? It's working. Fuck it. You know what? It's time to hang up the We Tried banner. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm with you. My, my buddy sent me a text after the game that sums it up. I'm so sick of seeing Michael Bradley congratulate opponents after another valiant loss full of grit and effort. I'm so tired of watching Josie Altidore be just good enough to remind us how good he isn't. I'm so tired of seeing Jordan Morris and remembering that he chose... He's the guy who chose the Seattle Sounders instead of the Premier League. I'm exhausted of watching Pulisic and lamenting that he's our only one. I'm tired of their excuses. We're America, goddammit. Be fucking better than this. Okay. Hashtag Trump 2020. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and if you met the guy and then put that hashtag on it, you would die laughing. (laughs) Um. But, uh, you know, on, on a positive, we mentioned, talked about it last week a little bit, but I did want to touch on this, was the uh, women winning the World Cup. I would forgot to say this last week. Um, when we're talking about the opportunity for equal pay, and I'm not going to get long and drawn into it, but here's your opportunity, people in America. 
you every four years you give a shit about them every four years you suddenly think you fucking care um they all play in like basically community park stadiums because that's what those teams can afford to put out there here's a fucking idea don't ask for fucking free tickets for your fucking club soccer team to go take your family of four Spend $100 on tickets, spend $100 at the concession stand, and spend $50 on the merch stand, and support their fucking teams financially. And if you can't make it to the game, ESPN just signed a deal to the end of the season, turn your fucking TVs on. Make them buy the television rights again. Yeah. That's it's, where the money is. Make them buy the television rights again. Show up to the games. All 75 people that can fit in the fucking community stadium. And then turn your goddamn TVs on. Yeah. Get them the advertising rights. Get them the TV contract to get paid properly. And if you thought it was cool to watch, come out to that community stadium because you sit 20 feet away from them. Mm -hmm. I I live right by the soccer (laughs) plex. We go see the spirit all the time. My daughter knows all the players because we're right there. And as I say, you're, you're, you know, you want, you know, your your daughters or your sons to have idols and meet these players. You go to those stadiums. They there is full fucking access. You can walk yeah. right up to them and shake their hand yep. and talk to them. There's there's no place for them to go. So like, it's it's, it's, it's like uh, honest, honestly, it's a lot. It's it's. I used to do. <laughs> settle down. We, got, we know where Big Sam's going to be. <laughs> it's um. I used to. I used to Should do I autographs. Drop the joke for a third time. <laughs> So I used to do See that vein again. <laughs> the it's the Robin this time. No, no. Oh, it was still it's, funny even though you knew I still, it was coming. I, my my girl's hope. I love hope because she's crazy and a keeper. So I know, right? <laughs> checks oh, all the man. boxes for me. Tell me. Anywho, be, I'm still be, hung up on Kristen Press. I used to. Mate. So I used to be. Um, I used to do minor league baseball and collect autographs. And <laughs> you know the, the same idea. It's like yeah. in a minor league ballpark. Players can't like it's very easy to have access to the players. They're right there in front of you. They got to walk right by you to go to the clubhouse. So they literally have to say no. I don't have time for you. You know, same thing applies for for the women's games. I mean, yeah. you there you have full access to those players. So go up and fucking shake one of their hands and tell them thank you for what you did for our country and thank you for winning four fucking World Cups and and spend your fucking money. Don't look for a goddamn handout. That's what used to kill all the professional leagues for soccer in the 80s was everybody went to games for free. Well, the the team's got to make money. The, mm-hmm. the the club has to make money. If, they, if they're not financially stable, they can't pay their players. End of discussion. And right around this area, the Washington Spirit have two games at Audi Field coming up. So if you want to see them in an actual stadium with actual people in it, Put your put your butts in the seats. The Portland yeah. Thorns in Portland average eighteen thousand people a game. Yeah. Yep. Put you your got, butts in the seats. And you got a twenty thousand capacity stadium to go show them what it feels like to play in front of twenty thousand exactly. fucking exactly. people. Yeah, not hard. Show up. It's not that hard. So, yep. and then uh, we got some African Cup of Nations. Yeah, that's uh, heating up. Uh, Senegal beat Tunisia one 0 after extra time on an own goal, uh, which sucks. Um, <laughs> in the hundredth minute during extra time, uh, that Tunisian player is very disappointed in himself. Obviously. Uh, but they, uh, uh, Senegal, that has sealed their place in the final. Uh, they took out Benin in the quarters. Uh, and Tunisia beat Madagascar 3 0, uh, both to reach that semifinal who, stage. Who, who scored that goal in the uh, quarters against Benin? Go ahead and say it. I don't know. Adrisa Gay. I didn't look it up. Oh, Adrisa Gay scored. All right. Sorry. <laughs> it was a dandy. Cut right through the middle and scored. And, uh, and then and then should have had, there should have been a red card. There was a red card. Uh, he got taken down just outside the box. So You know why I was seven minutes late? Okay. I was finishing these up. Uh, I had I'm, all fucking weekend 
Seven minutes. Well done. Late. Okay, so yeah. uh, who are they playing in the finals? Uh, so in the finals, they will be taking on Algeria. Uh, Nigeria lost to, uh, to Algeria by the same scoreline 2-1, um, which Nigeria beat South Africa in the quarterfinals with. Percy uh, Tao can't do it all his own. Correct. <laughs> uh, Brighton. Uh, Percy Tao, come, please. Someday, <laughs> please. God, South Africa, be in the top 50. That's right. <laughs> Stupid British work permit laws. Um, and uh, Alex Awobi couldn't score for Nigeria uh, even still. But um, they had beaten South Africa 2-1 in the quarterfinals. Uh, Algeria beat them by the same scoreline in the semis. Riyad Mahrez nabbing the winner deep in a stoppage time on a sublime free kick. Pulled his best Sam Graham out, uh, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, although mine was from open play. <laughs> Come on. Um, Algeria had beaten Ivy Coast, uh, the Ivory Coast, sorry, uh, the Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, on penalties in their quarterfinal match uh, before reaching the semis. And the final will take place on Friday the 19th, 3 Eastern, um, in another City versus Liverpool battle with Saido Mane, obviously, for Senegal, and Riyad Mahrez for Algeria. Should be a fun, fun game to watch. You meant Czech Kuyate of Crystal Palace for Senegal, right? <laughs> you meant uh, Drisa Gay for Everton, correct? Remember, Senegal is the team Listen. I love to hate. I love them because they got my favorite Evertonian on it. I hate them because they got a fucking gobshite playing for them. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you two need to tell yourself, go ahead. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, Paul, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, anything you'd like to plug? Tell people where they can uh, get in touch and learn about uh, the Seagulls some more. Yeah, definitely. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure. Um, you can definitely follow us at BHAFC Stateside on Twitter and Instagram. Um, definitely working on getting the Facebook page back up and running. But uh, in the meantime, Facebook or uh, Twitter and Instagram, BHAFC Stateside. Uh, we have a bunch of watch parties across the country. We have quite a few people in New York. I'm in Baltimore, uh, Chicago. Just reach out to any of us. BHAFC Stateside on Twitter. Definitely DMs are open. If you want to reach out to us, try to find a Brighton supporters group. There's probably one in your city, so or if you want to create one, there you go. Excellent. Sounds good. And uh, Brad, thank you as well. Um, do you have uh, anything you'd like to plug for Palace fans in D.C.? Yeah, in D.C., uh, follow me at Crystal Palace, D.C. Uh, around the country, Holmesdale, USA has all the watch parties across the country. Um, here in D.C., we're usually at Ireland's Four Courts, unless my daughter has a game, which is like, 90% of the time, but other people will be there. Uh, so Ireland's four courts in Arlington and Crystal Palace, D.C. I definitely Thanks know again. how that is. I missed the first like eight games of the season at the pub for that reason. Yeah, exactly. Too. Yeah. But yeah. iPad at, on the sidelines. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, you, 100%. so you're, being a, you're being a good dad and a good supporter. Ish. Yeah. On oh, the dad part. You're there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do the, uh, the Bluetooth headphones <laughs> and then keep my phone in the pocket. Uh, on the uh, NBC yeah. Gold app. Yep, exactly. And then uh, when my kid comes out of the game, pull that right pull out. out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit about the rest of the kids. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining us, boys and girls. For Sam Graham, I'm Sam Houston. Uh, next week, the great experiment of Skype is going to happen Ooh. as we will have our first in-call guests a couple of people from Houston going to be doing the show with us. So, in call uh, guest? You know, Wouldn't they have call, to call, call to be call there? In, call in, guest. Just, could you just fuck yourself? Okay? <laughs> Wait, was then the second part written down and the second part you messed yeah, up? Yeah, abs yeah. Absolutely. Why? Because I am a professional, apparently. So, I haven't given you shit all day, so I had to get something in somewhere. Alrighty, so until next time, boys and girls. Good night.
Wait, if you mute him, does that mean I get to drive the bus today? <laughs> We're gonna crash. <laughs> yes, let's have the drunk Uber passenger drive the fucking bus. That's a great idea. Five stars. Cool. There you go. Drunk Uber passenger. Five stars. <laughs> five stars. <laughs>